Let me ask you a question. Have you seen Andor? Probably not, from what I've heard. Well, I'm here to tell you why you should give this uh, Star Wars show a chance. It's a Star Wars show for grown-ups, really. If that sounds interesting to you, please keep listening. This is What We Stream, Thursday edition. This is a very grown-up Star Wars show. Disney seems a bit desperate. Uh, They've even put it on Hulu, whereas uh, all of their other Star Wars Disney Plus shows are are on Disney Plus. And it seems like they want to increase viewership, and uh, that's why they also put it on Hulu. It seems that since Andor is a grown-up TV show, as I'm repeating again. Um, It makes sense that they would put this on Hulu. So, long story short, Andor is a prequel series to Rogue One. If you've seen Rogue One, there was that movie about, you know, getting the plans to the Death Star. It was a prequel. That movie itself was a prequel to A New Hope the original OG Star Wars movie, and it's really well done. I know that there's a lot of hate going around uh, towards Disney in particular about how, you know, these days people are, are, or should I say producers, are looking for people who don't like the source material, whether it's like The Witcher Apparently, some of the writers on The Witcher show don't like the source material. Uh, I have my qualms with the source material for The Witcher, but I enjoy it. I like it. And uh, there's a reason why those stories are popular and remain popular. And uh, So, same thing for Marvel. Uh, apparently, some producer, Marvel producer, was saying that um, having a director slash writer being a big fan of Marvel Comics was a big red flag for them because they can't really, you know, do what they want with the characters or the stories because they'll be butting heads with the directors who might want to be more in tune with what the comics uh, portrayed or the types of stories that are in the comics or maybe they're too married to the comics. Who knows? It seems uh, that... uh, we're going the same direction with Star Wars, except for, you know, The Mandalorian and anything that's kind of Dave Filoni uh, related. But in this case, I think it actually uh, ended up in a pretty positive result. It It's not the general, the usual Star Wars genre of uh, a Western or a samurai movie or an action movie being turned into a sci-fi opera fantasy uh, story this is what I could say what I would say is that this is kind of like what Winter Soldier was to Captain America this is a thriller spy 1984 meets 
James Bond-esque story that always kept me on my toes. I obviously knew that Andor would survive since he does appear in Rogue One, but the change in tone, the lack of Jedi and the dark side, the light side, the absence of Luke Skywalker, the absence of any of those force-wielding, you know, warriors was great for this story. It really left the door open for the, the more mundane parts of living in the Empire. What is it like living in the Empire? What are the more mundane uh, things that let's say someone who works for the Empire or someone who works for a corporation that's in league with the Empire, what would their day-to-day -day be like? How would they deal with rabble-rousers or rebels? How would they survive in that world? How would And how would these rebels come, come about? How would they operate? How would they prepare for an operation. Also, how would they deal with this double life? Of course, some of these rebels are like uh, Saw Gerrera, uh, for example. He is a full-blown guerrilla warrior rebel who doesn't really have a double life. Everyone knows who he is, and he's the, the guy who's going to be living in the jungle uh, or, you know, the, inhabit the uninhabitable places uh, defending uh, his ideals. But there are other types of rebels. There are other types of rebels like Senator Mon Mothma, who's a politician who has rebel sympathies and uh, she has a double life. In many ways, Andor lives a bit of a double life. He is uh, a junker. He uh, also is pretty adept at stealing things. He's he's a thief. He's a he's a great kind of like, you know, a master thief who knows how to infiltrate uh, the empire and uh, you know facilities, and uh, he is in it more for the money at this point. He's all about let's survive. Let's try to uh, survive in this terrible world. And uh, he is surrounded by a, a cast of amazing, uh, amazingly cast uh, characters. Uh, he has a, a mother uh, who is more like his adoptive mother. He has a kind of love type interest uh, uh, person who, um, you know, I, I saw her as a love interest uh, her name is Bix, but I guess they're more like childhood friends or they, they've known each other for, for a long time and they look out for each other. And uh, you see other planets, not just Tatooine. I'm a little bit sick of revisiting the same planets over and over again, which is, I think, maybe one of the pitfalls of having super fans doing Star Wars is let's go back to what everyone loves. Let's talk about Tatooine. Let's talk about... Boba Fett. Let's talk about all those places that everyone knows and that we've seen ad nauseum. And um, no offense to those characters and those planets and those places. I just want to see something else. 
I want to see another side of Star Wars, another side of the universe. And basing this around the Rebellion, which is way more compelling than the Resistance. Uh, sorry for all you uh, sequel trilogy fans. I didn't find the Resistance to be a very compelling or credible force in the episodes, you know, 7, 8, and 9. Uh, they just felt like a copy of the Rebel Alliance. And uh, I really enjoyed this uh, adult uh, TV show that took its time. It's a slow burn. Um, I've talked about this to a, a number of uh, people, a number of my friends, and uh, they were kind of bored near, let's say, episode 5. I also felt like episode 5 was a bit boring. It's an episode where there's a lot of preparation, there's a lot of uh, planning, It's uh, but it's not the fun Ocean's Eleven type of planning where you see quirky introductions of who's going to pull off this heist, who's going to pull off that part of the heist, who's going to be the runaway driver, who's going to be the hacker, etc., etc. This was more of a, this is the plan, uh, let's rehearse, let's see how can we play our part how can we act as uh soldiers or you know how can we act as the enemy to infiltrate their facility so that being said i think andor improves uh throughout the 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 series like i feel like the the mo the part that i enjoyed the least was the beginning actually which is probably why a lot of people will turn you know tune off uh, and not really give this show a chance. I think that if you're listening to this, you should give Andor a chance. Uh, and I'm not saying this because I'm a uh, super fan of Disney's Star Wars. I'm not. I think there are a lot. Of, there are a lot of things that they didn't do very well, and that's me being very uh, diplomatic and kind about it. But Andor is to me, something that they've done right. And personally, I grew up with Star Wars. A lot of, Most people who are probably interested in this are uh, Star Wars fans or people who grew up with Star Wars. I think Andor is something that even non-Star Wars fans could enjoy. But let's say non-Star Wars fans who are into uh, HBO TV shows or more uh, pensive uh, thriller uh, spy fans, but not the spy fans who are into that swashbuckling James Bond type of thing, more like people who might enjoy uh, MI5 or, for all of our UK listeners, spooks, uh, those kind of TV shows. I think this is really about uh, how, what it is like or what it would be like to be an operative in that world and what are the all the different strata, all the different levels of the rebellion and most people don't think about this and i you know as a as a kid i didn't think about this as a teenager i didn't think about this but luke skywalker all he did was push a button and uh you know shoot those lasers into the death star for all you guys who know star wars but what about the guys who uh made that ship how about the guys who got the plants i mean of course rogue one answered that question but uh, what about the whole infrastructure that made that possible? 
that made it possible for Luke to, uh, for one thing, join the movement and uh, then use a uh, starfighter to, or an X-Wing if you prefer, uh, to uh, blow up the, the Death Star. You know, there's, I'm interested in that aspect. And being grown up now, uh, I want to see something that's Star Wars, but that's grown up and that takes its time. That isn't just about nodding here, you know, little nod here, little nod there. Look at these people. You love them. You love that character. Hey, Boba Fett's back. Amazing. You know, I want something grown up and and or uh, provided. And if you're in the same frame of mind that I am, I think Andor is a great way to see a different side of the Star Wars universe, see different planets. I'm I don't want to look at Tatooine anymore. I don't want to hear about Luke Skywalker. I don't want to hear about any lightsabers. I just want to see normal people surviving through the galaxy and what they think and what they feel and what they're going through so thank you for listening this has been a special bonus episode of what we stream we're calling it the thursday edition uh, let us know what you think we really appreciate your feedback you can find us on instagram at what we stream and please send us any questions and uh, you can reach us by email that our email address is what we stream podcast at gmail.com. That's what we stream podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening again and see you next week.